The Your Own Pay Podcast Network, inspiring, motivating, and educating entrepreneurs around the world. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to another Tuesday episode with Michael and Damasi. And today we're going to talk all about automation. Well, not all about it. We're going to give you a quick glimpse into how you can get out of doing the tasks that you know need to be done, but maybe you're spending too much time doing them. Before we get into it, though, Damasi, like always, how can people connect with you on Twitter? You can follow me on Twitter at Damasi. So that's at D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And Mike? Thank you. You can connect with me on Twitter at Payone, P-A-Y-O-W-N. If you want to get access to any of the links we mentioned in today's episode, head on over to yourownpay.com forward slash DM3 and you'll be able to get access to those. Now, Damasi, automation. How are you using automation in your everyday workflow when it comes to your email? So before I answer that, let me back up just one quick second and give people just a brief touch on what do we mean by automation? Automation is essentially just having the computer do things for you, whether it's your computer or somebody else's computer in the cloud, managing tasks for you without you having to manually start it, stop it or any of that. Michael asked me about email and one quick thing that anybody can do with just about any email provider that you have is using mail filtering or it may be described as mail rules depending on your service. And one way that I use that is, for example, receipts. You know, all of us do a lot of shopping online. If you're like me, you spend most of your time in Amazon. Shh, don't tell my wife. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> you get these receipts from Amazon and as your order information and all that what I tend to do is I have a filter set up that any email from, and I don't remember the exact address, but it is mapped to the addresses that Amazon sends receipts from filter those. I don't want to see those in my inboxes automatically move those to a receipts folder. So that way, whenever I need to retrieve a receipt, maybe I'm returning something or I just want to check on what I bought see how much money I spent tax time coming up <laughs> let's go to that folder and I can check all my receipts there are many other ways you can use mail filtering or mail rules you can have emails from sender or emails with subjects automatically sent to particular folders on your mail server or automatically have messages forwarded for example also for my Amazon emails that come in I have those automatically forwarded when they send you the email that says you know blah blah item has shipped those are automatically forwarded to tracking at junecloud.com because I use an app called deliveries that sends me push notifications and lets me track my packages that are on their way Awesome. And I appreciate that. We're going to have to talk about iOS apps in a future episode. But back in episode one that I did with Demasi, we also talked a bit about filtering and maybe not using automation to filter your messages. But we talked about how you can move messages from people who you are connected with, for example, clients into their own folders. And you can leverage automation for that if that's something you want to do. Definitely go listen to episode one, though, so that you can hear some of the challenges both Demasi and I faced while doing that. Now, Demasi, there's a service that I have heard of, and I've used it a bit myself. It's called IFTTT. And one of the things IFTTT can do, and ask you to explain what those letters mean here in a minute to the listeners, but it can push a notification to Slack, which is a tool that I use that says, hey, Michael, your Amazon order has shipped. So how would you see that working with your email? So IFTTT, which stands for if this, then that. If this thing happens, then do that. 
I know it connects to Gmail. I'm not sure if it connects to any other email services. However, there are many ways you can use it. You know, you have it auto file messages from particular people to a folder. Or as Mike mentioned, you can get a notification in Slack that hey, your Amazon package is on its way. Using IFTTT in that manner can make the automation part of this go a little bit smoother. You don't have to worry about trying to set up a particular rule or dealing with your online web service email providers interface to get things set up that way. As well as having it go to Slack, you can also just have it send to iOS or Android if you're an Android user, a push notification to your device with IFTTT or have it send a text message to your wife, letting her know that whatever this guy just bought is on its way to the house. So she may go set up one on you just so she can keep track of you. That may how that that's probably how that's working. <laughs> I love IFTTT though, because you're not limited to your email. Another way that I use IFTTT is with YouTube. If I upload a video to YouTube, then I want you to post it on my blog and use the description of the video as the text of the blog post. So IFTTT is a powerful service. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good way of using it. I've never thought about using it that way with YouTube, but it definitely can connect to your blog, especially if you're a WordPress user. I know for sure. Yep. You know, you can have it automatically as well. Tweet out Facebook posts, links to post to new posts on your blog. So Mike could probably extend that a little bit. Once he posts a new YouTube video, it automatically posts to his blog. And another IFTTT action can kick in and make sure that that gets shared around the Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. So it's a pretty powerful service and it is free. It is definitely free. Now, Demasi, you're going to ask me about a service and I know you're going to ask me about it. And I want to talk about this multi-step process because you brought it up. Zapier. Yeah, Zapier. So tell me about Zapier, Mike. I've dabbled in it just a little bit. I know that it's a useful service. have not spent enough time actually, you know, configuring it and seeing what it can do. I know you've spent a lot more time. Tell us about Zapier and how it differs from IFTTT, first of all. Okay, so how it differs from IFTTT, the first thing that comes to mind is there are so many other applications that you can integrate with Zapier over IFTTT. That being said, however, I think there's 300 or 500 applications you can integrate with IFTTT. Zapier, however, you can integrate services that might not be available. For example, a workflow that I have that is very easy to set up and uh, now, in retrospect, I don't need to set it up this way. However, I use a service called SamCart. And whenever someone purchases something from me in SamCart, I have it set to add people to my ConvertKit email list with a tag of purchased customer. And all of this is automated. Now, I recently learned that you can actually integrate SamCart and ConvertKit directly, so there's no need for Zapier. But another example that you can use Zapier for is exactly what Demasi was talking about. I could set up multiple IFTTT triggers that say, hey, if I post a new video, post on my blog, then create a new one that says, if I post a new blog post, then post it on my Facebook. But maybe I don't want all of my blog posts posted to Facebook, or maybe I want some of my blog posts posted to, I don't know, something like Tumblr and other blog posts posted to LinkedIn. Unfortunately, you don't have very much selection options with IFTTT. With Zapier, I can say, hey, if I post a new blog post that has the word video in it, then post this blog post to my Facebook. And if this blog post has the word audio in it, then post it to Tumblr as well. Now, the beautiful thing about that is I can set all this up within one 
action. So it's not just IFTTT, but it's, hey, if I upload a video to YouTube, publish it to my blog. If my blog publish a new post with the word video in the title, then publish it to Facebook. And all of that is within one action, not multiple different actions to manage. Right. And Zapier explains it in the concept of you have a trigger and then you have actions. So something's going to trigger Mike posted a new YouTube video, for example, is the trigger based off the trigger. Then we're going to do the following. As Mike said, if, you know, he posts a new video, uh, one post that as a new blog post. The second action along with that could also be posted to Facebook. As Mike said, it, it allows you to build much more complex workflows to have things done and automated without creating three different actions in IOTTT. And the problem with creating three different IFTTT actions is like all of the automation services that are in the cloud, and maybe a future episode we'll talk about is the cloud, you need to rely on a service and the connections that connect that service to not go down. For example, if YouTube decides to change the way that they handle uploaded videos, then I have to go into IFTTT and reconfigure it. And Zapier often will automate that reconfiguring. So that's one reason why you might want to use Zapier over IFTTT. Demasi, we've talked about mail rules. We've talked about IFTTT and we've talked about Zapier. Do you have anything else you're using to automate your workflows on a daily basis? I use, you know, I'm gonna give you a really simple one that I use. I use location-based automation. And you may ask, what is that? Or how does that work? It's very simple. Most mobile devices, iPhone, Android, will have applications that will allow you to make certain things happen when you show up or leave a particular location. So for example, Michael may call me and I may be on the bus. Well, I probably shouldn't answer Michael's call because, you know, there's a kid in the back screaming and there's an old couple arguing across the aisle. And I don't want Mike to be involved in all that. He don't need to hear that stuff. So what I would do is set a reminder and have that reminder say, remind me when I get home to call Michael back. When I get close to home, I get a reminder that pops up. It says, call Michael. I call Michael. Very simple, very basic, also very useful. Not a lot of work goes into it because usually the application itself will handle all that sort of configuring and programming in the background out of sight, but it definitely absolutely works. Now, having automation implemented in your life does sometimes bring up some privacy concerns, and I will admit that I'm not going to go into the discussion of whether or not your information should be in the cloud. My personal opinion, it's already there. Why are you worried about privacy issues? However, you know that's just something to consider is if you're using location-based reminders, definitely know that that does open up some privacy issues that some people might have a problem with. But that's a great example of automation, and I really appreciate it. Demasi, thank you for joining me on today's episode. And if you want to get access to any of the links we mentioned, IFTTT, Zapier, or maybe some video showing you about Gmail rules, head on over to youronpay.com forward slash DM3. All right. Until next time, you guys automate away.